minimalists. <laughs> All right, patrons, thank you so much for being here. We have Chris Hogan with us, and our first voicemail question on this postscript episode is from Marissa. I was just wondering what advice you'd have for somebody trying to recover from student loans um, and also trying to like work less and pursue uh, a minimalist life and values. Marissa, the thing I, w I would say to you is I think maybe you're getting confused here. Uh, it's not that minimalists necessarily work less. Ryan and I work our butts off. Yeah, we really do. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, it's funny too, like the, the question to, you know, the question to pay off debt and work less. Um, I don't have an answer. I don't have an answer for that. No, yeah, that no, it doesn't go well together. Yeah, it doesn't. Uh, so <clears throat> I think, you know, there's a couple of different things. I think her outlook and how she's looking at things, obviously she can apply all the great things you guys talk about. Uh, but at the same time, when you're in cleanup mode, it, that means sacrifice. Yeah. And so the way that you'll get to enjoy life better is to kick it into high gear, Marissa. Yeah. Let's chase the money and get after it to attack that debt to get that out of your life so it opens up your life a little bit more. So take a deep breath and realize student loan debt didn't happen overnight. It's going to take some time, but with focus and consistency, I know you can do it. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know if you agree with this or not, Chris, but Josh and I talk a lot about temporarily depriving ourselves or temporarily sacrificing something. Mm -hmm. So a lot of these sacrifices, you know, maybe maybe uh, Marissa's got to work in, uh, an 80-hour work week uh, once a month, or maybe she's got to deliver pizzas on the side or Uber on the side. I mean, this is a temporary uh, deprivation of her time, but it's worth the investment. It's worth uh, the investment for her future self. Yeah, and that's one thing I had to do with, uh, I mean, when I was paying off credit card debt, I started, to, this is before Uber was available. I would have definitely done that, but I delivered pizzas for mm. over a year at one yeah. point, just so, just so that I could pay off that debt faster. And it wasn't me chasing money necessarily. It was me chasing the the freedom of being financially free. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Keeping that in mind. Um, Chris, is the government shutdown ruining our lives? No. <laughs> no, it is not. I mean, yeah, we could, this would need to be on that off air episode that, you guys are talking about. Okay, yeah, well, listen, <laughs> let me just tell you. All right, you and I both know that there's a lot of things that can be trimmed down in our government. Yeah. Okay, you talk about, I mean, this is, you talk about waste and unnecessary. There's a whole lot going on in yeah. D.C. Uh, now, I do hate to hear that hardworking men and women that are working aren't getting paid. Yeah. You know, that, that they're, 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 they're off. Or, or they're not being compensated for their hard work. That I don't like to hear. Uh, but for the people that are out there, I don't. I don't think this is necessarily ruining anything. I think it's exposing uh, the lack of focus, uh, the lack of intentionality, just uh, from a negotiating ploy. So I hate to hear that real men and women are being impacted yeah. by the decisions of a few village idiots. Yeah, that's a great. Did point. I it's, say that out loud? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> only in front of a few thousand. Okay, right? not, good, not good. Not, not the million. Yeah. Main okay, podcast. Well, good, good. No, that's such yeah. a that's such a, a good point, man. Um, yeah, and, and speaking to the people who are working for free, I had to fly uh, like four times this month. Um, had an emergency come up, and then I had a trip planned. And just like walking through the TSA line, I went out of my way to be like, hey, thanks for being here. Like, I know you're not getting paid. I mean, I didn't say that, but, you know, just appreciate you being here. But every time I said that, like, I got this genuine appreciative response of like, oh, man, like, Thank you for appreciating what we're doing. Right. And uh, yeah, I think that with anybody else out there, if you want to uh, you know, show support to these folks who are working and not getting paid, like let them know how much you do appreciate their work. Yeah, I, I think that's important to remember. You were talking about the attitude of gratitude earlier. And, and for me, 
like it's showing that gratitude to every day. I'm buying a cup of coffee across the street. Hey, thank you so much for being here. Yeah. Being able to do that just changes someone's, it can change their entire day for them because it pivots their trajectory for the rest of the day. Yeah, and yeah. it's amazing. Just that one comment yeah. of thank you, yeah. you know, for what it can do. So for the people that are out there, if you are listening and you're being impacted by that, shut down, I want you to conserve. That means conserve resources. Mm. Uh, be smart, you know, look at what you're doing, understand what's important to pay and what you can't pay right now. Mm. Eat the food that you have inside and please don't hesitate to reach out and ask for help if you're in need absolutely yes yeah. indeed all right uh, who's our next question nadia i have been working full-time for the past three years and making minimum payments for my student loans only recently have i been motivated to become debt free do you recommend that i terminate my car lease early so i can put away that money towards my loans Mm. <laughs> oh, you guys, you're baiting me with this one. You are baiting me with this one. It sounded like she answered her own question. She did answer yeah. her own question. And listen, you know, car leases are the most expensive way to be able to have a car. You're better off to go to a rental car place at the airport and rent a car for a year. It'll be cheaper. Okay, I promise wow. you. Uh, but yes, definitely get rid of that car lease. Save up some money. Find you a Uber if you have to. Ride, share, walk to work. Buy a four, five, six hundred dollar car if you need to do what you need to do to get out from under that and then attack that student loan debt. And this yeah. is what you're talking about with the sacrifice earlier. Yeah, you're going to experience a little bit of discomfort because you don't have the nice $40,000 car that the bank owns or the dealership owns. You don't own it. Own it. And, and, and you're, you're, you're essentially renting. Yeah. You're renting the vehicle yes. as opposed to owning it outright. And with a car, you never, ever want to get into debt for a car. And a lease is a, is a type of, of debt. And so when, when you look at this, what you're saying is, Oh, I'm taking on more debt. Do I, what she's really asking is, do I want to get rid of this debt? And the answer is absolutely you want to get rid of this debt. Find a beater, find a junker car that maybe the AC is not working right, and it's totally fine. It's temporary. When you can afford to move up in car once you've paid off the debt, you're going to feel so much better about it because you own it. I know I talk about this a lot, man, but I still drive my 2004 Toyota Corolla. It's like the sides rusting out a little bit. The building I live in, uh, in LA, I mean, it is by far the crappiest car in the garage the the the, the concierge like the people who uh, or you know attend the building and stuff they have nicer cars than what than what mm. Mariah and I do right. but that's very intentional because man, what's the average car payment like 500 something dollars almost $587 a month that is over 6 right. grand a year yes. that I'm saving and and not, now I do put money towards an account to get a new car right um so I am I am planning ahead with that but yeah I think I want to talk to Nadia too about budgeting budgeting is so important and it's it's too often where i'll have someone come to me and they they start talking about their money problems and i will ask them well what's your budget and they'll say well i don't have i don't have a budget i don't need a budget to know that i'm broke Mm. but the problem is is that if you don't know how broke you are you're just going to keep staying broke so nadia if you don't have a budget sit down put a budget together i bet you she would if she doesn't have a budget i bet you after she does that she will find more line items more expenses that she can get rid of not just the lease to her car but other things that she can free up some some of that money to attack that debt no you're absolutely right when you budget you give yourself a raise yeah uh and so it's really important and so if she's out there and she needs to learn how uh, we've got an incredible budgeting tool called every dollar you can just go to every dollar.com yeah, it's free highly and you can learn how to budget yeah that's that's the one that mariah and i use yeah i love it yeah we we definitely recommend it all the time so yeah check out every dollar nadia our next question is from jess in cincinnati my husband and i are dave ramsey followers actually my husband was a dave follower i'm a minimalist follower um and our paths have intersected in the point where we're finally paying off to our last debt and my question is 
how do you get rid of and get over that uneasy feeling? Because when you've been working so hard towards something, sometimes you have, you know, a feeling of almost loss when you're not paying towards a debt or working to get towards that. So, Chris, she she's basically feeling like... <sighs> Jess feels like we've been paying off debt and we're almost there. And now there's like this empty feeling like, oh, I, what am I supposed to do with this money now? Like, uh, my goal is I'm almost there and now I'm scared that I'm going to become debt free. Ah. And it's so important. I was, I was talking to an executive from a network the other day and she was saying that she paid off her, all her debt because she figured out how to using like the baby steps mm -hmm. and, and going through the whole you know, total money makeover and paying everything off. And when she did that, she felt great. But then she didn't necessarily remember the why she did it. So she mm. went right back in the debt. Oh, my. That's what Jess needs to avoid right. here, right? Yeah, she really does. And so what you do is as you've been having this sprint on to attack debt, you Jess, what I want you to do is once it's all paid off, I want you to shift gears and now let's build you a cushion. This is where you start to build up an emergency fund of three to six months of expenses. I want you to have that same intensity to get that cushion in place. Now, once you get that in place, I want you to start investing for your future. So Amen. it's a little bit of a downshift, but you're going to still keep driving down this path toward financial freedom. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's walk through those baby steps really quick. So you went through them, but let's just give them a, yes. a high-level high right. overview so of them. So baby step number one is to get $1,000 in place so you stop using debt. All right? Yeah. So number one. Number two, attacking your debt with the debt snowball. List your debts out smallest to biggest and attack them. Baby step three is to build up that emergency fund of three to six months of expenses. You can do that now that you got yourself a raise by getting out of debt. Yeah. Then baby step four is investing 15% of your household income toward retirement. Mm -hmm. This is where you start to use the 401k, the 403b. Baby step five is saving for college if you have young kids. Uh, baby step six is paying extra on the house and paying it off. Baby step seven is build wealth and give, which giving's the greatest thing you could ever do with money. Yeah, so the, they're at that build wealth stage. I mean, they're right where they want to be right yes, now. Yes, she is. And, and one of them is a minimalist fan, the other one's a Dave Ramsey fan. That sounds like the best team right there. Absolute <laughs> best combination. It's like an Oreo. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> the best of both worlds. Yeah. All right. Well, our next question is from Brandon. I know that you guys talk about, uh, you know, paying debts off first, uh, you know, really before kind of getting on with your life, I guess, kind of deal with your debts, kind of be debt free. And uh, I've been working to pay off a lot of school loans and I've reached a point where, you know, they're kind of almost gone, but my wife and I kind of want to start a family. You know, we want to start our lives. And I thought I would ask you about that blurry line between knowing when to start living life and when to maybe stop paying off debt or, I mean, I don't know. I, it's something that I'm struggling with and trying to figure out, should I pay the debt off first and then we start a family uh, or just go for it? So basically, Brandon wants to know if he and his wife should wait until they're completely debt-free to start a family. Um, and my, my typical advice on this is probably going to be fairly similar to yours, but is you want to start a family from a place of stability. However, you can't start it from a place of perfection. You, you can't wait. Like and, you'll be 150 years old before you decide to start your family. It's just not going to work that yeah, way. Yeah, what's the saying? Like, if you wait until you're ready to have kids, then you'll never have kids. <laughs> right. Or you can have three like me and really want to go back 
back and tell yourself a few things, right? <laughs> I wasn't prepared. I wasn't ready. Uh, but no, I love my boys. But no, I think, you know, the difference, uh, they keep saying living life and enjoying life. And I think this is a matter of doing life. And I agree mm. with you, wanting to be stable, wanting to bring a child into a situation where you're able to love and provide for it. So it's a matter of kick it into high gear, get intentional. And I'm not saying you got to be 100% debt free before you start to have a family. No, but you and your wife need to be on the same page of what's the expectation? Mm. Are you both going to keep working? Is somebody going to be at home? Like, what's the long-term play? What's yeah. childcare going to cost? And really starting to think a little bit bigger and, and broader. And now you can start to plan appropriately. Yes, yeah. indeed. Uh, Having a plan, I think, is like one of the most important things to becoming yes. a millionaire. Absolutely. And one of the ways to this is a fairly robust plan. It's not just a monetary plan. It's starting to ask those questions. Right. Mm. What does childcare look like? What does our career situation look like after this? Right. What does our life, our entire life look like? And then what are the appropriate questions to ask to get you there? And what you might realize is I'm going to feel much more comfortable if we spend the next 12 months seriously tackling this debt. After that, we're still going to have $20,000 and it's going to take us X number of months or years to continue mm-hmm. to pay that off mm-hmm. but starting from that place of stability knowing that once you have the kid in there and of course you're gonna have to save up some money as well mm-hmm. what's a typical recommendation for saving up money for having a child well I mean I would love for people to have an emergency fund in place mm-hmm. just in case life happens three mm-hmm. to six months uh, but you know I've talked to people that are having kids and they're in, in the middle of baby step two mm-hmm. and I might tell them to pause that baby step two and let's build up the little bit of cushion uh, to get ready for this baby that's coming because you're gonna have things you're gonna need So, again, the things you need, not necessarily things you want, Mm -hmm. right? And so you just start to think and plan appropriately. Our final question of the day is from Rachel in Buffalo. I'm currently trying to get rid of my debt using Dave Ramsey's debt snowball. My husband and I have four credit accounts, and I have three student loan accounts. For the student debt, I'm currently on an income-driven repayment plan with a $0 payment. Should I start paying my student debt after I'm done paying off credit cards or establish my emergency fund and retirement plan first because of the $0 payment? I know people are always, and I, she's asking this question in earnest. I think a lot of people are, are often trying to like do the gotcha to Dave Ramsey, like, but I've got this perfect interest rate and da 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 and and. and Okay, do whatever works for you ultimately. Like, Dave isn't going to come to your house. Chris isn't going to come to your house and say, hey, you know what? You're really doing the snowball wrong. I'm really disappointed in you. No, not at all. And I, I want her, again, the debt snowball is listing your debts out smallest to biggest, right? I, I don't care about the, the, the interest rate. I don't care about any of that stuff. Smallest to biggest. Because getting out of debt's about momentum. It's not about math, right? If we were doing math, you wouldn't be in debt to begin with, right? I mean, if we're being honest. Uh, so, again, attack the credit card smallest to biggest. Uh, make minimum payments on everything except for the smallest one. I want you to throw everything but the kitchen sink toward that. Yeah. Uh, if you are right now on an income-driven plan on the student loans, uh, I'm fine for you to leave that as is right now while you attack the credit cards. But again, you need to start paying those student loans off. Mm-hmm. You know That interest isn't stopping to accrue. Uh, they're just not charging you a payment right now. Right. Yeah. 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 So, so you're still paying interest. Actually, your future self is That's still going right. to be paying interest That's on right. it. Yeah. All right, Sean, let's wrap this uh, Patreon episode up. Chris, I want to say thank you so much for being here with us today. And we're really grateful. I really hope people check out your new book, 
everyday millionaires i think you're an amazing person and what you're doing is really good for the world so thank you for Amen. doing what you do well, man thank Thanks you for, for having me and i'll tell you what i i appreciate you guys and what you're doing you're helping people gain perspective you're helping people to identify what matters and why does it matter and i think you know we're all trying to help people that's what we do and i think that's why people enjoy talking to us and with us because they know we're serious about it we care about people yeah. and i just want people to know the american dream is alive and available i want them to grab it and make an impact on your community right where you are with your time, your talent, as well as your finances. You know, it's funny when I talk about the American dream, I always talk about how there is still an American dream. It's just shifted a little bit. Now, debt-free, mm. I think, is the new American dream. Yeah. No, I want people to get there. Yeah. I want them to do more of what they're called to do, yeah. right, without limits. Absolutely. Amen. Well, thank you for being with us. Thank you, my friend. The Minimalists. <laughs>